Sly Dog Music Cast. Now here's your host, the Sly Dog. Hello and welcome back to the Sly Dog Music Cast. I'm your host, the Sly Dog, and I'm super excited to have a returning guest. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the most colorful men in rock, Chip's Enough. Chip, how you doing? Uh, today's a good day, my friend. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I've been, uh, I just got to go for a little drive in the sunshine out here in California, and I was cranking up uh, your new solo album you got coming out, Perfectly Imperfect. Uh, how's it feel? Like, this is your second solo album. The first one was called uh, Strange Time, I believe. Uh, how's it feel to have this, like, done and coming out pretty soon? That's a relief, okay? <laughs> I gotta be honest <laughs> with you. I've recorded uh, Brainwash Generation, Enough's Enough, Hard Rock Night, the solo record in a new Enough's Enough album, along with other records I've done in the last six months. Oh, wow. Uh, about six albums in six months. It's ridiculous the, the time it takes to put into these records. And they're quite expensive as well. Uh, but I think I come up with a nice little album. And I'm looking forward to going out there and uh, meeting the fans. And, and perhaps even playing some of these songs live. But right now, uh, the focus of attention is a lot of, a, a lot of press, a big junket. Uh, Frontiers has me working pretty hard doing interviews all day. And then uh, at nighttime, it's back to the studio recording. You sound, you sound like you've got a lot going on. So I, I have to commend you. I was thinking about that today, too, with all these records that have come out, you know, in the last few years or so. Diamond Boy, Brainwash Generation, Hard Rock Night. You're very prolific. What keeps you going? Uh, life. Moving forward. I'm excited. I love the fans. I love going out and playing shows and it's great to be creative. The arts are just as strong as they were years ago. Anytime a band can go out there and record a whole album and put it out there, it's pretty special. And with the advent of social media, you get a chance to get your music out to people instantly. And so, you know, until we change things where our government goes in there and comes up with a game plan on uh, how we can change legislation and how we're going to, move records and how, how people receive the music. Uh, it's going to be just like this for a while for all of us rock musicians and just players in itself. we got to make records. So you got to go out there and bring it to the streets and take it to the fans. And that's what I'm doing every single day. Uh, if I'm not making records, I'm out on tour, bro. Enough's Enough works very, very uh, fluently when it comes to going out there and touring around the country. Yeah, we're not on a major tour right now, but we just got up a bunch of festival dates. We did Rock Island Fest, did the Monsters of Rock Cruise, and now we're getting ready to go out and play some more shows in the Midwest before we embark on our next tour, which I think it starts in June. It's called the Glam Slam Metal Jam Ooh. Tour, and that's going to be with uh, Enough's Enough, Pretty Boy Floyd, and the Midnight Devils, and that starts in early June, and we'll go out until July and then we'll navigate the waters a little more. I know there's a bunch of concerts coming up. We might be doing some stuff with uh, Tesla, perhaps, and uh, a few other bands that I don't want to mention because I don't want to burn any bridges. I want those gigs to happen. It's very important to play shows with our constituents. Uh, but once we put them in place, uh, I think that uh, we'll work our way all the way until September where we go on another tour called the Peacemaker Tour, and that's uh, with quite a few big bands out there, Nashville, Pussy, I think mm -hmm. uh, Hardcore Superstar will be on that one. Uh, Wigwam, Enough's Enough, and perhaps one other band. It'll be a, a big celebration of life with that tour. And then uh, we'll go to Europe at the end of the year. 
It definitely sounds like there was something you said to me that stuck with me the last time we talked. You, you said that the future of touring was consolidation. And I, I do love to see like these package tours come together because it's like it's just a big party with all this great music. So everybody has a good time. It is. Last year, we did the live in quarantine tour of Faster Pussycat. We were both traveling on tour buses. They had the old Cheap Trick bus. We had the old Journey tour bus from 1989. Oh, wow. And just navigating the country, traveling around the bus. A lot of fun, you know, doing those big gigs at the M3 festivals and the and the outdoor theaters. Those are, those are great gigs. But the club tours are fun, too, and the fans love it. You get to be close to the band and, and see your favorite groups playing in a small little venue. It's, that's great. It takes a, a lot to go out in these tours. It's uh, very, uh, there's time restrictions and it's, uh, it's something that uh, you really have to get used to. We're built to do this though, and that's all we do it. I think this next tour that we're going on, uh, it'll be a real uh, exciting time for the fans because, uh, you know, a lot the Live Nation and uh, AEG, they're putting together these festivals where you get four or five bands together to really consolidate and really get the fans get a bang for their buck. But those prices are exorbitant. They're very expensive to go see any of your favorite bands. Uh, to go out and see some uh, bands that came from the MTV era playing in a, in a club or, or, or a theater, I think that's pretty special. Ticket prices are, are uh, pretty easy to deal with. Uh, you can swallow that pill without a problem. And uh, the prescription nowadays is let's get a good deal and give the fans a bang for their buck. Hell yeah. And the prescription is rock and roll. I, I think that's definitely the prescription in all of this. Well, that's what I do on my radio station. I'm on Monsters of Rock on the Dash Radio Network. And it's uh, 75,000 songs plus that I pick from every single day. And it's A through Z, the whole alphabet. Yeah. And it's got, it's, the fans have spoken. They love the station. It's nothing but hard rock and heavy metal 24-7. And I, I believe that uh, nowadays... You know, people want to hear songs with no commercials. They just want to hear the tunes on radio the way it's supposed to be. And that's what we provide over at the Montserrat every single day. So in, when I'm on tour, I bring the tour, I bring the show on the tour with me too. Whether it's in a bus or the Oscar Minor Wiener Wagon, <laughs> I'm, I'm recording all the shows live. I think the fans love it. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. Now let's celebrate why we're here, folks. Exactly. Yeah. That's actually, I'm glad you hit on that because I had that notated for later in the interview. I think that's such a cool thing you do. I love that you're involved in that and the selection. Like, I checked it out. It's great stuff, man. Uh, how did you become involved originally? Like, what, like, when did you, like, were you part of, like, the, like, brain brain group that kind of put that together? Or did you kind of get pulled on later? Uh, Monsters of Rock was something that's been out since 1980s. You know, I remember seeing those concerts with Metallica and Van Halen and Leonard Skinner and there's a plethora of docking. There's so many bands that were playing those monster rock festivals. and They were iconic. They really left an indelible mark. So when um, my program director, Harlan, called me and said, hey, I got the station uh, on the Dash Radio Network, which is really easy to get, folks, at dashradio.com. Download the it's, there's, there's two satellite stations around the country. It's Sirius XM and Dash Radio. Uh, I said, I'll jump on that. I'd love to do it. And we just gave it a month to see how it would work. And, the, and it's, it spoke volumes. The fans loved it. They liked the songs. They liked the banter between the songs. It's commercial free. Chance for me to plug all the tours that are out there around the country. I'm reaching 900,000 people a day. Uh, it's a win-win situation. I absolutely love it. Uh, I live and breathe rock and roll. And, and it's, it's only fitting that I'm on Monsters of Rock six days a week, spurring all the great 
rock and roll heavy metal that's out there. And there's plenty out there. And it's not, it's a potpourri of songs that I play on my radio station. It's, you know, Greta Van Fleet, Rival Sons, Vintage Trouble, Dirty Honey. And then I mix it in with, you know, Queen and Metallica and Cheap Trick and Mount the Hoople and Kiss. And it's, I, I, I really believe that it's a, really important for people, uh, the new generation, to hear those bands as well. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take it back to the new record for a second. Yeah. One, of the, one of the things I noticed is in the press release, it says, all the songs are written to, as I see the world through my rose-colored glasses. And I kind of got that when listening to it, because the album, to me, even if it has a few darker moments on it, but for the most part, there's a very hopeful theme to to it. Um, like, talk about, like, you know, just what, what you're feeling as you're writing it. Like, was that kind of intentional? Well, there is a hopeful theme throughout the record, and it's, the world is, you know, pretty filled with, with, with up and, ups and downs, and uh, it's, it's, all, it's black and white, obviously, and you see it, and you, you have to embrace that. And, you know, I'm all about peace and love at the end of the day, but there's some darker moments on the record. And that's what I see what's happening in the world right now. Uh, I want peace and love. And that's what, that's the common denominator that I sing through most of the songs. And it's not always going to be pretty. And I'm not here to change the world, bro. I'm just here to write songs and, and share them with the audience. And, and it's good for me too, because collectively when I'm writing these songs, it's, uh, it's, it's therapy. So when you hear this, the new enough snuff album, you get some good moments on, what's happening, all the peaks and valleys of what's going on in the world. And you get some pretty solid musicianship too. I have a Dax uh, Nielsen from Cheap Trick playing on the record along with Daniel Benjamin Hill and most notably Joel Holstra from White Snakes Trans-Siberian Orchestra on the record. Uh, wonderful players on there and their interpretation of these songs uh, has been monumental for, to me. Uh, it's nice to put a solo record out. It's not what I live for. I live for enough's enough. And a lot of people know that I used to play with Stephen Adler from Guns N' Roses. I also played for years with Missing Persons. Uh, but And that's part of my uh, heritage as well and part of my discography. But Enough's Enough is what I live and breathe. It's what I do. The fans love that. Uh, they've spoken loudly. That's why we have a record deal. And we put music out every single year. We have two record deals, actually. With, uh, our catalog is with Cleopatra Records and the great Brian Pereira. And then our newer records have been all through the Frontiers label. Uh, both teams have worked hard to uh, push the forward of what we're trying to do as a band. And, you know, I go in the studio and I'm in there until two o'clock in the morning and it's six days a week on top of my radio station. So it's overwhelming the work ethic that I have right now. I'm grateful that I still have my health. I like to go, I like to write and sing and play songs. That's what I do. And more importantly, after I'm finished making these records, I want to go out and tour and see the fans and say thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, your, your, your passion goes through on these songs. I wanted to hit on a few of them because I, I, I made some notes and some highlights. Uh, uh, the first single was Heaven in a Bottle, which is a, it's just a, that song is just like liquid sunshine. It's wonderful. Uh, you, that's a, it, it says it was an older one with Donnie V. Where, like, how long, how old is this song and where did it come from? Like, Oh, it's uh, it's an old song from years ago. I had it in my vocabulary, in my uh, you could say uh, uh, library, and it's part of our vocabulary that kind of stuff because it's pop metal alternative. It's a it's a nice potpourri because we were alternative before alternative. It was a song that slipped through the cracks, and I thought it'd be nice to have a song that included Donnie on the record. Uh, he's a fabulous songwriter, 
and uh, every song has a chance to get out there and and get movies and soundtracks, TV show commercials, some kind of sync licensing. Perhaps another band might want to cover it. It's always good to put those songs out there. It cleanses my soul, makes me feel good about moving forward. And I thought it was a good first single that Frontiers picked. I don't pick any of the singles. I just write the songs and send it to the label, and they pick them. And I think they uh, chose a good song there. We shot the video here in Blue Island with uh, Jaffe Films, a guy named Greg Bizarro, wonderful director, shot it in a day. On December 5th or 6th, that was of uh, 2021, one of the last days of warm weather here in the Midwest, I, I took out my 1957 Porsche Speedster that Stephen Adler got me on my birthday for a nice, beautiful gift. It's a great car. Oh, wow. Took it around Blue That's Island really cool. and, and had, had some drones follow me around and, 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 the, and the director in a van with a couple of cameras. And I shot most of this stuff here in my lovely little town that I live in called Blue Island, Illinois. Yeah, a nice little pop song. I'm grateful that it's finally seen the light of day. It's been embraced on YouTube and 70,000 fans have got on there and said they liked it. And that, that makes me happy. That's the way to get out to music nowadays. It's all about landing pages. You make a record, you put it on iTunes, Deezer, Rhapsody, uh, Apple Music, whatever the case may be. And then you, you try to go out there and you navigate the music the best you can. And I, I think it's a nice start to this perfectly imperfect record. Nice. Uh, my favorite song is I Still Hail You because to me, that to me is a made for concert song. That is a sing-along moment for everybody, in my opinion. Like it's, and it's just, I don't know, it's a very unifying song, I think. Talk about I Still Hail You. Uh, it's a shout out to all my friends that, I, that have touched my life and been a part of my world and to the people out there who have never gotten a pat on the back had anybody say thank you or respected what they did. And that's all it is. Another pop song that, uh, from the old school, some nice changes in it. Uh, and it's, it's my saying thank you at the end of the day to all those constituents that have been around me for years and years and for the ones that haven't been uh, handed any accolades in their life. Very cool. And when I was listening to the record the first time, this, this next song I want to talk about, uh, I saw the title come up and I was like, I wonder if that's what I think it is. And when we got closer to the end of the record, I realized you'd done a new version of the song Heroin, uh, which was originally on Enough's Enough Tweaked. Uh, what made you pull that one out again? Uh, I always wanted to do that song with having guitars and drums in it. It was very laid back last time we did it. And, and uh, Chicago Recording Company, downtown Chicago, or Pearl Jam, and, uh, Alice in Chains, and uh, Cheap Trick. You know, some of the greater bands, uh, Plant Page were in there, Smashing Pumpkins, a lot of their stuff there. Wonderful studio. I said, I want to put live drums in. I want to put some bass guitar in there again. And I, I thought maybe adding a little electric guitar in there would be nice and show the band how, or how I am today and how the band is. And I uh, went to the studio. And we, we bashed it out one night. Dax Nielsen from Cheap Trick played drums on it. Fabulous drummer, Solid Rock. Gave it like a Cheap Trick kind of a swing to it. The song, they're both both versions are strong, but I think this one right here uh, shows a little bit of a more of aggressive version to the to the song, and uh, I'm I'm happy with the outcome of that one. I, I like to play that one. I've done it sometimes. I pull it out live in concert and and do it acoustically, but man, nothing like playing it with the electric guitar. Uh, I'm an old school guy when it comes to music, and uh, I think it, that one was a little inspired by Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground, perhaps. I first put it down and then recorded it late at night with 
Chris Shepard and Chicago Recording Company. But I think this version of it uh, really holds up well. And it's, it sounds like today. It does, man. I like it because it's got such a it's a dirty groove. Like you really made it like swampy and ki- and kind of like I don't know. The, the acoustic one is very con- contemplative. This one's almost a little menacing. So I think you pulled that off well. I, I think the title dictates what the song should be about. Yep. So I think it works hand in hand right there. Absolutely. So you've got a lot going on this year as far as far as tours go. You're in the studio recording. Uh, so I guess my, I guess my next question would be like it just it's just kind of for fun. When like when what is your downtime or is your downtime to you like playing shows like like uh, like I've heard, you know you always hear people say they pay us for the other you know twenty three hours but on stage you know we play for free. Is that is that kind of how you feel? Not really. I I, I like living life. I like hanging out with my band. We're all best buddies. As Tori Stoff Reagan, I remember him from the Black Molly's days and. And of course, New Black Seven, which I double up and play bass with him as well on that project, is, which is very rock solid, but more of a country rock feel to it. And he's got a new project now called uh, Sneaky Doodle that's going to be coming out soon. That's mm. really good. Really nice uh, country-esque, uh, kind of like a real swing pop record that I think is uh, will, people will be embraced by. Sounds like today for sure. Uh, but I believe, uh, and Daniel Benjamin Hill too, solid rock producer, great writer. You know, I got good guys. We all get along great. We actually enjoy touring together. And we're not in a big, you know, $2,000 a day bus when we're out there. We're in the Oscar Minor Wiener Wagon or a van and navigating the country best we can. And you don't know what to expect. But for the most part, it really works out well. We show up at the gigs. We do a sound check, meet the fans, hang out, play a show. Same thing at the end of the gig, at the merch booth with the people, pushing our records, and it's wash, rinse, repeat every single day. And uh, everybody seems to enjoy that. Uh, when they're not, when we're home, it's a drag. We get off tours and everybody's bummed out usually. In the mm. old days, we'd be excited about getting up a tour, <laughs> especially in light of all the party and the burn of the candle at both ends. It could be no wick left. Nowadays, yeah. we get off a tour, everybody goes home, starts recording, and then we're like calling each other or sending group text saying, when are we going back on the road again? That's pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Nice. So you mentioned, uh, I, I just remembered another question I wanted to ask you. You mentioned uh, Cleopatra earlier, and I realized a couple of days ago that Seven is getting reissued, uh, an album you put out in the mid-90s. And I thought that was cool because that's a record that me as a younger fan, I've never heard or seen anywhere. So I'm excited for that to come out. And it has one of my favorite Enough's Enough songs, which is Wheels. So talk about like, you know, just share some memories of that, of that time period and, you know, that record. Well, going through that record, it was called Chip and Donnie originally. It was a Herbie Herbert idea. Herbie used to manage the band. He also managed Journey, Roxette, Mr. Big, Steve Miller. He had a ton, ton of bands that he touched, and they're all platinum-selling bands. And Herbie, at the time, we were going through some really rough times in the band with a, with a lot of uh, substance abuse problems and health issues. And we started recording it over at Chicago Recording Company, and we did some of it over at Tommy Lipnick's studio. Tommy Lipnick uh, used to manage uh, with the Smashing Pumpkins. And Tommy had his own studio. And we went in there and started recording uh, Wheels. I remember it was late at night. Uh, we tracked it in uh, maybe two hours, the whole song. Uh, and then uh, we had to do some mixing on it. So at that time, uh, I found myself sneaking out in the middle of the night. I was uh, one of those guys who... Uh, 
would inst I wouldn't instigate the problems, but I would definitely try to solve them. And uh, we'd be recording in the studio till five, six, seven o'clock in the morning every night. And we certainly needed the medication to get through those rec those sessions. But that was a great song that was that Donnie and I recorded uh, uh, on one night in Chicago, Illinois, Tommy Lipnick studio. Then we took a lot of the other records after we had that one, we had recorded three or four of them there. Then we took that template and went over to Chicago recording company with Chris Shepard and started recording the rest of the album. And it was a, it was a good time and it was a tough time for us. <laughs> we were going through some management problems, excuse me. And uh, it, it was really uh, challenging for us, but uh, we went to the studio, we brought in our, our amplification in our drum set, uh, great microphones. It was a nice setting there. I think Pearl Jam just got out of the studio. So they left everything nice and intact for us. And we just went after those, those songs one by one and recorded a, a almost a double record, actually. We we're going to call it Chip and Donnie and, and just put it out in Japan. And Herbie was intuitive enough to know. He says, uh, why don't you guys just take uh, the best rock songs that you have on that record put them together and then take the best pop stuff as well. And we could put it on another release and call it seven. And that's basically what we did. Uh, we recorded that whole record and uh, about a month. We came to finances of that record because the budget wasn't big. We somehow pulled it out. A lot of friends and constituents were able to help out to get that record and, and release it. And after that, Herbie retired and found us where management lists and uh, we were on our own. Uh, inmates were running the asylum. Uh, but with a lot of hustle, and a lot of hard work, I was able to keep those relationships together. And we kept making records after that. But that was a real uh, bittersweet time for Enough's Enough. But the great thing about it was some great songs came on that record. And uh, it did really well for us. And I still play Wheels of the Set to this state. The fans love that track. A quite challenging one to sing, but a remarkable song without sounding unmodest. And I love having it in the set every single night. Nice. Yeah. Hopefully when, when you guys come around again, I hope that's on the set. Cause yeah, I'll be, I'll be singing at the top of my lungs, man. Thanks. Awesome. Well, Chip, this has been an absolute pleasure. I love talking to you. I love having you on and I hope someday I can have you on and we can do like kind of an extended long form one. But uh, for now, People go check out Perfectly Imperfect. It's out March 18th. You can get it on Amazon and from Frontiers. And I'm sure it'll be on the Enough's Enough website eventually. Uh, check out Chip on Monsters of Rock Radio. Go see the tours that are going to happen if you can. Chip, do you have anything you want to add? Uh, yeah, thanks to all the fans that have been following us for years. All my friends and brothers and sisters out there, I hail you all. Enough'sEnough.com will check us out if you want to see us on uh, any tour dates. Or uh, Chips Enough on Instagram, Chips Enough on Twitter, or you go to the Monsters of Rock, too. Uh, we're on Twitter at Monsters of Rock, Facebook on MonstersOfRock.com, and Instagram, same thing, Monsters of Rock. So I wish you all well. Uh, a lot of summer tours happening. Folks, get out there, see some shows. If you get a chance, check us out on the next tour, which is called Glam Slam Metal Jam Us. Faster, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Pretty Boy Floyd, and of course, uh, uh, Midnight Devils, uh, three strong rock bands. It'll be a uh, bring your peace signs and paisleys. It'll be like an indoor mini Woodstock without the mud. <laughs> Thanks for listening to me. I appreciate you, bro. Thanks for your time yep. as well. I appreciate you, man. I hail you, Chip. Later. God, God bless you, bro. Cheers. Peace. <laughs>
you for listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. If you want to know what's going on, follow me on Twitter at Sly Dog Music Cast or Facebook at Sly Dog Music Cast. Thanks again for listening. Peace, love, and music.